Today we're checking in on Justin Fields' Dynasty value, and you might be surprised. Thanks for listening to today's Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? Things are good. How about you? Yeah, things are good here as well. We're uh, We talked yesterday about the trade deadline in our league so that's to me that's always kind of a a sign that the end is near and uh you know that's that's good in some ways it's it's bad in some ways we've got uh i guess we have about a month left in the regular season fantasy regular season before the playoffs begin so it certainly feels like crunch time matt it's wednesday we're talking player value in dynasty leagues as we always do a little bit of a different spin today. I know yesterday we talked about those trade targets for dynasty contenders, and we were mostly uh, mostly shopping in the bargain bin. I want to look at three mm-hmm. uh, three more uh, more valuable, more expensive players, and just uh, kind of get your thoughts on these three guys. Each of these players uh, have had a, a change, I would say, in in recent weeks, and just want to get your thoughts on those players moving forward. We'll look at some actual trades that have happened with those players, and try to decide if we're buying or selling at those prices. I like it, Matt. Let's start with the the name I've already mentioned. It's the name that's mentioned on basically every fantasy football podcast over the past uh, three or four weeks. It is Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. And it, it still seems, you know, you know, despite how how well he's played, how um, just crazy the fantasy numbers have been, you know, multiple uh, QB1 games or back-to-back QB1 games overall in the past two weeks. Uh, I guess depends on your scoring system. He might be over fantasy, po- uh, over 40 fantasy points, might be just under, but regardless – uh, pretty lofty territory for Justin Fields, and despite all that, there's still a lot of a lot of doubters out there, a lot of naysayers, a lot of people looking at the uh, lack of passing yards, the inefficiency, and and those things are still there. Uh, but there's there's some people that are not quite believers in Justin Fields. So where do you stand in general on the player and and his his future? Let's say the next two or three years. Yeah, I I mean, besides Lawrence, he was my favorite quarterback in that draft. And obviously there were some struggles. Um, Contrary to popular belief, I don't think he's a natural runner. Now, that doesn't mean he's not a great runner. He's a tremendous runner. But I think he's a pocket passer by nature and runs when he has to, especially going back to his Ohio State days. So that kind of had to be coached into him as he learns the finer points of quarterbacking from the pocket, which, frankly, I think he still has... A very long way to go, but I think he's a good passer. I think he's smart. I think he's tough. He's obviously a tremendous athlete. You don't listen to this to figure that out. And their offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, 
actually, I I know Luke. He was a quarterback when I was at Pitt, you know, way back when. It shows how old I am. And then when I moved to Akron, we took Luke with us as Charlie Fry's replacement. And really smart. I call him young. He's not young anymore. Um, I think of him as a a 20-year-old. But I think Luke and Justin took a little while to get to know each other. A second-year quarterback and a first-year coordinator, you know, in a new city for Getze. Not exactly dripping with great talent in Chicago either. But they're starting to really get it, which is wonderful. Um, I like Fields much more for fantasy than real life, which means I adore him in fantasy. Real life, I don't know that he's out of the woods yet, though, you know? But I like him. You say he's not out of the woods. Do you do you think it's safe to assume that he is the Bears starter for the next three years? Or are you not there yet? Next? No, I'm not there yet. I mean, next year guaranteed. Right. Probably for the next three to ten, you know. But what he's doing from an NFL standpoint to me isn't sustainable. I mean, you need to drop back on third and eight and drill dig routes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, we we've said these same things about Lamar Jackson and about about Jalen Hurts and... as well, right? Yep, yep, and, yep, yep. And I mean, Absolutely. each of those players, to to some degree, have improved as passers. You your point that, in your opinion, Fields is a more natural passer and and running a secondary. That seems like a great thing to me to hear from a agreed, from a scout. agreed. I 100% agree. He's a better natural passer than Lamar. It sounds strange to say Allen, but he's much more accurate at his age than Allen was, or certainly Hurts. Well, let's look at some dynasty trades involving Justin Fields. And, you know, I I, I teased at the top that we might be surprised with these trades. I was surprised. These these are all uh, actual trades that have been completed in dynasty leagues, uh, all super flex dynasty leagues. And... I mean, to me, when I don't know, maybe this is a, a mistake on my part, but when a player is as as hot as Fields has been on this on this crazy streak over the past five or six weeks, I usually don't even try to buy that player, right? I mean, yeah, I, I just I assume the price is going to be through the roof, and and that's understandable. But uh, you know, a lot of people would say that's the worst time to buy, so. I usually don't even try. Here are three recent trades, all of these within the last uh, week. And some of them were before uh, the past past games, but still uh, all all within the last week or so. Uh, Justin Fields for Terry McLaurin and Matthew Stafford in a Superflex Dynasty League. That blows uh, me away. Yeah, I just, I don't even know what to say about that. We, uh, obviously, yeah. McLaurin's a, a very good receiver, good dynasty asset if you've got him on your team. But, I mean, we're talking, Justin Fields, we're talking about a first round dynasty startup pick in this super flex format. Matthew Stafford uh, clearly trending in the wrong direction in his career, uh, both, both massively. Yeah, both short term and, and long term. I just don't get it. If if you could get fields for that, uh, you know, run, run to do that. The other two trades that I've pulled here are not quite that bad, um, but still, uh, I think are slam dunks. Justin Fields for Michael Pittman, a 2023 first and a 2023 third. And I mean, as we always say not on out. here, 
Yeah, it's not enough. It, it, we don't know the, the ins and outs of, of, the, uh, of these specific leagues. So if that looks like it's the 101 and you're getting Pittman and the 101, then, you know, that's, that's obviously a that's lot closer. But right, right, right. treating these as random first, it's Pittman, a first and a third, easy deal to make. Easy. Last one, Derek Carr and a first rounder for Fields. You know, maybe, like no. I said, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should be shopping uh, or at least finding out what the price is for Justin Fields. Um, and these are these are not cherry-picked, Matt. You know, these, this is kind of uh, the, the examples of what he's going for. There were not any, you know, four first-rounders for Fields or Fields for um, – Patrick Mahomes type deals. Those, those were not out there at least that I've seen. So, um, really, really surprised. Go get them. Yeah. Yeah. Really surprised to see the trade value of Justin Fields after the way that he's been playing. So, uh, don't be afraid to ask the price. I guess that would be my lesson on that. Yeah. It might as well. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. We'll talk about a couple other players and their new trade value. First, let me tell you about Turo. Turo is the world's largest sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. Book an SUV or minivan for a family road trip, a pickup truck for some errands, or even test drive an EV if you want, you know. Um, Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions do apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's continue the conversation about updated trade value. I mentioned some changes involving each of these players uh, with fields. That that change is obviously just unleashing him, letting him run the ball uh, more than he did earlier in the season or last year. But with this guy, this next player, the change is more obvious. Christian McCaffrey, uh, new running back for the San Francisco 49ers. We've seen him uh, in a 49ers uniform a couple times now, and um, I don't think we talked about this yet this week or at all. Uh, Sunday's game was kind of interesting. We saw Elijah Mitchell come back. Uh, we saw McCaffrey and Mitchell split the touches, split the workload, both touched the ball 20 times. Uh, Mitchell obviously with the advantage on the ground and McCaffrey, McCaffrey seeing more targets and receptions. Does that change anything? Does Sunday's game change anything on your outlook for McCaffrey for the rest of this season? A little bit. Um, It's not super shocking, but I think McCaffrey is a weapon. I'm putting that in quotes, you know, air quotes, that he might be closer to Wes Welker than Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? It's a wide spectrum there. But Mitchell is going to get the... 10 to 18 inside zone downhill carries, you know, and McCaffrey will get some, but I don't know that he's going to be a high volume player. I think he'll catch a ton of passes, but is 10 carries a game about what we're shooting for here? I think that's might be Shanahan's move. 
it's so tough with this San Francisco offense. They obviously have so many playmakers. Uh, we've seen, uh, we've seen really George Kittle kind of take a backseat this entire season. He hasn't uh, produced right. like he has in the past. Uh, Debo Samuel ha- has taken a step back, certainly since the McCaffrey trade. Um, you know, it's it's not enough, uh, not enough footballs to go around for this team. No, that's the thing. They have too many good players. You know what I mean? It's a great Niner problem to have. Not great for fantasy. But it's really not translating to success on the field. I mean, they got the win in, in week right. 10, but um, this is still a team that's trying to Around figure it out, I, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's look yeah. at McCaffrey's value. Yeah. One uh, other three... quick note, Ryan. It, sure. Is, you got to think Lance is a starter starting next year going forward. Well, is that even less carries for McCaffrey? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't, that's a good question. I I would say the way, uh, the way Garoppolo is played, uh, and, and not to mention his contract situation, uh, that he, he can't be tagged and, uh, Mm -hmm. all, all of those stipulations in his contract. Uh, I, I do think Lance is still the favorite, uh, or, or has maybe regained the status as the favorite, to be the starter next year and, and moving forward. Agreed. So yeah. uh, some trades involving Christian McCaffrey. There were multiple examples of Christian McCaffrey for Jonathan Taylor, even up one for one trade. Really? CMC for JT. Which one do you want in a dynasty league? Taylor because yeah. of age and he has had a pretty nice week too. You know yeah. I mean? Uh, Taylor. I'm with you. I, I I think one of those trades, I said there were several. I believe one was uh, after the Week 10 games. Uh, so after we saw Taylor come back, and the other two uh, two or three were before that. So, uh, okay. Okay. yeah, I, I was surprised to see that after that Week, that week 10 game. Uh, next one, uh, McCaffrey plus Marvin Jones, a throw in at this point, for a 2023 first, a 2024 first, and a couple of fourth rounders. So essentially this deal is McCaffrey for two first rounders. Where are you at with that one? Generic first rounders. I think I'll take the picks. Obviously this has a lot to do with your team makeup, you know, but yeah, I think I want the picks are more valuable. Exactly. I think that this is a situation where uh, the, the status of each team really tells the story. And and maybe we, uh, maybe we can figure that out from, uh, from the trade actually happening, right? This is uh, mm-hmm. almost certainly a contender cashing in a couple of picks for a hope uh, at, at a title, a, a potential yeah. run at a title. Um, it, yeah, I so mean, it makes sense. know where I am on this next one then, too. <laughs> yeah, the next one is, is <laughs> a surprise. Strong. Next one's a surprise yeah. for me. Last trade, uh, it's two first-rounders for McCaffrey, except this time, along with those first-rounders, you get Garrett Wilson. Uh, if we liked wow. the picks for McCaffrey, imagine what a landslide this one is. Two first rounders plus Garrett Wilson uh, for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, honestly, even if I've got a contender, Matt, I think I'm cashing, cashing out at that point. Taking the picks and the youth, uh, it, you know, if I'm in first place in my league and the second place manager sends me that, I'm I'm clicking accept and and figuring out running <laughs> back lot, after yeah. that, right? I'll I'll go get yeah. uh I'll go get Jeff Wilson or Deontay Foreman or uh, Cordero Patterson. Yesterday, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Some of those yeah. names we threw out yesterday. Very good. That's the kind of offer like you put McCaffrey on the trade block, hit send, 
someone immediately emails you, what do you want from McCaffrey? I'm like, oh, I'm going to ask for the moon. <laughs> now, how about Wilson and two firsts? And then he says, yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I think with, with Christian McCaffrey, we saw the value spike a little bit after that trade. And I, I think, you know, we're not alone here that, that we're a little concerned about Elijah Mitchell, about the uh, amount of touches he's going to get. Mm-hmm. And really just the, overall efficiency of that 49ers offense uh which which typically has been has been very good but um not so much the past few weeks so that's very interesting adding McCaffrey to that offense um it's crazy to say it hasn't changed much but that's actually kind of how it feels no I agree with you Matt when we come back we'll talk about one more player whose value has changed in recent weeks Folks, I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. Um, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, but you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I have a lot of buddies that have used LinkedIn Jobs. They love it. It's phenomenal for hiring as well as looking for jobs as well. There's simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rated LinkedIn Jobs number one at delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Guys, Bet Online is the only place I, I place any bets. They're phenomenal. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. You'd be amazed how many different things you can bet on. From football, of course, to basketball, to soccer, to esports. We've got it all on betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Last player uh, we will be talking about today, and this is Matt. This is the one I was most interested to hear your take on. Uh, not only the player, but the uh, the situation in general is Tony Pollard. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has missed the past two weeks for the Dallas Cowboys. Pollard has served as the starter and has been, has been fantastic. Uh, little, I guess a little bit of a step back on Sunday against the Packers, but that, that first game in week, um, week eight, I believe it was. And then we even saw Pollard, uh, as the starter in one game last season where he put up big numbers as well. But we we all know the story here. This team is a little stubborn when it comes to Zeke Elliott, and we continue to hear that if he's healthy, he's the starter. He's the one that's going to see the bulk of the workload. That makes it a challenge for dynasty managers who, yeah, certainly want this this guy on their on the roster. But you know that that comes with a little bit of risk because of how the team and how the, honestly, the ownership might handle the backfield. Without question. I mean, he's an excellent football player. 
He's putting up numbers, as you mentioned. It's all just about opportunity. You know Jerry's going to not go away from Zeke. But what about next year? Yeah, I mean, like, I know Zeke's a big contract. I don't know what the ramifications were if they were to release him. Um, but I bet they would go get a 230-pound back if they did in the third round or something. I think they view Pollard, and I mostly agree with this, as a not a satellite back, but a better version of that. You know, a, a change of pace plus. And he's a really good one. Um, I just don't trust that coaching staff ownership to do the right thing and give him the ball when everyone's healthy. Yeah, Enough, I get you know? I, I get that as well. And again, that, that's the risk if you're going out to acquire Tony Pollard. Some recent I trades. I don't want to be a flex, you know. Right. And the, these trades, I don't know, maybe it's representative of the situation because they are all over the board when it comes to Tony Pollard's trade value. Uh, we'll start at the low end, the very low end, like do not accept this trade. Tony Pollard for David Bell and a fourth rounder. Uh, David Bell, of course. Bell. I'm like, who's David Bell? It can't be David, right? And a it's, it's David Bell. David Bell Bell's plus a fourth rounder. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. This the, no, this one is n- not even worth discussing. Uh, we, right, right, right. Bell has been getting some run as the uh, as the Browns' third slash fourth wide receiver. He's on the field kind of more than I expected him to be, honestly, this mm-hmm. season. But hasn't hasn't necessarily stood out in a positive way. I I, I don't get this one at all. Um, no. I hope there's in hope- fact. Matt Harmon just put out his midseason rookie reception perception. Destroyed Bell. I mean, just oh, no. killed him. Oh, um, no. Yeah, not, not good at all. But let's skip ahead because this one is more relevant. It's certainly a more fair deal, and uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one. Tony Pollard for George Pickens. One for one. I think I went Pickens here. Yeah, I uh, Just you because might. in two years, I don't think this deal's close. I mean, if you need a back for the rest of the season, sure, Pollard's worth more. I just think in two years, this one isn't close. I guess that that is one of my problems with with running backs like Tony Pollard and, and not, not anything about the player or the talent mm-hmm. in general, but just the um, chasing that backup running back, right? And right. A, a lot of times it seems that by the time that the player is actually getting a, a shot, he's almost aged out. I mean, Tony Pollard, we, we right. look at him and think right. of him as a young player, and, and certainly by, by most measures he is still young. But he's 25 and a half years old. Uh, you know, it, even if, if Zeke were to go away, if they cut Zeke this offseason, and Tony Pollard's right. got the starting job next year, He's a 26-year-old running back. I mean, right now we're looking right, at 26-year-old run- <laughs> right. right. We're looking at 26-year-old running backs like uh like like Nick Chubb and Kamara and and uh I think mm-hmm. Kamara might even be 27 now, you know, Mixon and we're thinking, "Oh, we got to we got to cash out. Get we got to get rid of these guys." And um, you know, say what you will about that mindset and that strategy, that's that's kind of the reality of the running back position. So even if things go perfectly for Tony Pollard and, and he's handed that starting job this off season, you know, then what, what what is your upside? Yeah. I'm with you. I I think of Alex, 
Like I think of Alexander Madison and think yeah, that guy never yeah. got his shot and now he's going to be a free agent and someone's going to pay him a little bit of money to be a backup still and you never got the, that year out of him, you know? Yeah, we we I remember there were some good examples. Yeah, some good examples yeah. of that really in, in my early days of playing fantasy football. Michael Turner was one of those guys, a mm, yeah. uh, multiple-year backup that everybody loved. He He eventually did get a shot to start, but – his starting tenure was not very long because of this exact thing we're, we're talking about. Chester Taylor. You remember that name, Matt? Oh yeah. 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 Chester Taylor was stuck behind Peterson. Yeah. (laughs) All right. A couple more trades for Tony Pollard. I would be willing to do this one. Tony Pollard for Darren Waller and a fourth rounder. Of course, Waller on IR. Yes. Uh, If I can flip him and a late pick for Pollard, I would do that. Last one, Tony Pollard and a third rounder for a first uh, give me give me that first rounder for sure. Yeah, this is a, an ideal time to turn him into a first rounder with a little sugar sprinkled in. I mean, uh, to me, this is my favorite deal of the group. I mean, the Pickens one too. But uh, yes, I am definitely making that move. And I think that's a wise move right now if you and Paul are trying to do something like that. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On Dynasty channel on YouTube. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.